when I lay my head down tonight, I can do it with the reason that I know I know my purpose. I know what my drive is. And I know what the, my, my favorite day is not winning that championship. My favorite day is signing day, like so far what I've had. But my also favorite day is when I see a kid do something they haven't done before. Like it's, I'm not trying to live through them, but I love living it with them. That's great. I love living it with them. If you want more power, better vision, and a bulletproof mindset, then I would like to welcome you to CG Plus, Complete Games Online Player Development Center. Now, baseball and softball players of all ages and skill levels can access a multimedia experience providing education and instruction on your personal mobile platform. Rob Cruz has put together an online video portal, a remote hitting program, as well as a series of online hitting courses boasting a curriculum that features pitch recognition strategies, power, video analysis, mental skills, and then some. For more info, log on to www.cg.plus. That's www.cg.plus to find out how you can complete your game today. Welcome to the Transcending Sport Podcast with Rob Cruz, an audio experience bringing you interviews, conversations, and more from some of the most intriguing personalities in the sports world. And now, your host, Rob Cruz. Rob, you got me? I got you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How you been? Good. Can't complain. <laughs> Trying to good to catch up with you. Yes, sir. Um... So let's get right to it because uh, everything that I want to talk to you about, we're just talking to you about, we're just talking the podcast, you know, we just kind of kick it, just two two guys kicking, yeah. it, you know, chop, <laughs> chopping works. up, about, chopping up about the game of softball. So um, I, I did, you know, we talked was it about a year ago, maybe last time we talked. Yeah, pr- uh, it was probably uh, it's probably close, probably February, March, yeah, something like that. Oh, uh, it was that. It, it might have been recent? a little bit before that. It was that recent. It might have been. Nah, it might have been. It might have been a little bit. I'm trying to think. Uh, it's it probably close to a year. You're probably right. It's, it was winter time for sure. Yeah, I know it was cold. It was cold. I, I know I, that. I remember, I, remember, I remember it was cold when I talked to you. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So let's talk. Let, so Virginia, I want to talk about the Virginia Unity a little bit. Um, for those who don't know, my guest is uh, Coach Josh Johnson. He is the Virginia Unity, I would say, founder. Yes, sir. Yep, Virginia Unity. Founder, president, yeah. President, mm-hmm. CEO, all of that. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about Virginia Unity, and and I think I think what I what, what always intrigued me was the name of the team, because when I would go to tournaments and stuff, I would see uh, these really unique eccentric uniforms, <laughs> colors, color wise, right? Color combination. That's right. It stands out. It definitely stands out. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, who's that purple? Okay, and then but Unity is like it's, it's not your typical team name. So tell us a little bit about how you came up with. What's the whole idea behind yeah. Virginia Unity? So uh, it's kind of weird. We started this thing in July of 2014. Uh, me and a couple of buddies. They had uh, they had some 16 year old daughters, and uh, I didn't have a kid in the program at the time. I was a high school softball coach, and uh, I decided to get out of teaching and education and stuff like that. And I went to work for a local team dealer, and uh, they were like, "Hey, man, you know." We love that you're coaching our kids. We don't have anything really in the area. Let's let's start a travel program. I'm sick of driving to D.C. for this team or, you know, the Virginia Beach for this team. Let's start some for the girls in the area. So, you know, I had them uh, call the wife and get the blessing there. So at that time, I had, uh, I had two daughters. When was this? This is July of, 20, July of 2014. Wow. So my oldest daughter now is uh, – was, was she's no six so she was eight years old i had no aspirations i didn't know what was going on with the travel softball world i wasn't planning on doing this mm-hmm. uh, so we kicked around a couple ideas you know i i saw you know a couple teams like elite and diamonds and lightning and thunder and birds and this and that and i was just like you know without using the word team what what's the what's the what's some other words that we can use besides the word team so they started kicking around words like harmony and i was like no we're not a music group so we ain't doing <laughs> harmony <laughs> and then, uh, you know, then we just then I was like, well, how about unity? How about how about the word unity? Like we're trying to bring some kids together from different schools. We're trying to put them all together. You know, it's just it wasn't even a buzzword like it is now. Like back mm-hmm. then, it was kind of like, you know, who, nobody thought of unity. That's so right. what was cool is um, 
you know, once 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 we settled on the name, we started going on the logo. And I, I've always been a, a I like to draw. I start off college as an architecture major. I always, you know, like to put pen to paper um, before I became ultimate a PE teacher. So I started kicking some around with the ideas. And, you know, if you look at our logo now, the U is broken and the I stands by itself. So we took that team level to another step and was like, look, it's not about you. It's not about I. The you is if it's about you, it's our, the team's already broke. And if it's about I, you're going to stand alone and you're going to be selfish and the team's going to suffer from the get go. You know, the old footballs and offensive coordinator own football deal is, you know, that that whole chain analogy. You're only as strong as the weakest link in your chain. And, you know, that whole thing just kind of took over for whatever reason. It took a life of its own. And we designed that logo to to rep, you know, to represent basically what we felt like. And, and we, we still use the mantra now. Team success equals individual attention, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Individual attention doesn't equal team success. So we push that we push that mantra around as much as we can. Even though we want every kid to be you know studs and stand out and maximize their potential, you got to still do it in the team concept for sure. I like that. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Thank you. So you guys mm-hmm. have had some serious success recently, um, mm-hmm. and and maybe making some crazy noise, like noise noise. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so, yeah, and, and that's the reason that's why, the I said, I, that's why that's what I said. I, you know what? And that, that was quick. I mean, you know, you, you don't get to the championship level as quickly as you guys have, have gotten there, especially with an oversaturated market. There's so many teams. Sure. Right? So, but just, I've been around the game of softball for a long time. And Virginia is a, a the way the Virginia is set up, it's like a long mm-hmm. state. You know, so you got North Virginia. There's a lot of players in North Virginia, right? Then you got Central South. You know, you get then you got, there's even like I think what is that? Was it moving up against you like like West? Tidewater. Yeah, you got yeah. you got the Roanoke area, the Southwest. Yep. You know, so it, it, it's set up pretty pretty good in terms of like t- uh, talent um, and and getting that talent together. And and it seems like you guys just came out of nowhere. H- how did you do that? What do you think was the reason why you were able to do that? What you did. In a short amount so of time, the, and come out of nowhere when it was already powerhouse programs in the state. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we had the Stars Gold, and we had the Richmond Diamonds. I don't know if you ever heard of Walter Pettis; he's a legend in the game. That's so when we picked this team, when we picked this team, it was like, all right, look, I, if I'm gonna give up my weekends, if I'm going to invest in my time in these girls, I mean, there's no money, there's not a financial gain. You know, I like to win. I was playing men's slow pitch, and we were going all over the country, and. You know, I, I got to be honest, Virginia's a hotbed in softball. People just don't know about it. It is. It, it always has been. I mean, though. it always has been. I mean, you think about the pitchers. You're talking about Jalen Ford, Megan Good, Lacey Waldrop, you know, Odyssey Alexander. Like, we could – Catherine Sandercock. Like, we could go through the list of Angela talented Tencher. players. A- Angela Tencher. Angela Tencher. Oh, yeah. She beat Timmy. I mean, we could go through the list. Dude. <laughs> like, we could go through the list. Mm-hmm. And we're not even talking position players. Yeah. So, so – and I, and I gotta be honest that that area that you know that Fredericksburg Richmond area that Hanover County area if you drew a stake right there where Kings Dominion is and you went 40 miles around in a circle you'd find some of the best softball players in the country in my opinion you know Virginia's that uh that area where it's got the seasons so you can stay you could play outside you know seven eight nine months out of a year mm-hmm. and you got to go in those other three but I think it's a I think it's a refreshing break you know people like florida and california they never go inside they always are outside like mm-hmm. they're always hitting on the field yeah. like if you give me a cage and give me 30 minutes me and my daughter we can hit you know 10 buckets of balls of quality swings and not have to chase all over the place <laughs> so to get those reps in to get those reps in i'm about that i love hitting on the field <clears throat> excuse me don't get me wrong but i think it's got that little different vibe so i think to go back to your the question i think our passion and the instant success we had as with our team because that first group I started with, um, we had eight first-team all-district shortstops, four region players a year of the year that were shortstops. So we had a team full of shortstops. And you know how it is. When you recruit, you recruit up the middle, pitcher, catcher, shortstops, center field. If you got seven or eight shortstops on the field and you can get them to buy into it, it's a special thing because you got athletes and you got leaders and you got kids that can ball. That's so cool. we went that first fall. And uh, we, the first tournament, we lost to the Diamonds in the championship game. The second tournament, we played them. We lost to them a little bit closer, then a little bit closer. Then we beat them. And then we, you know, go to nationals. And we did pretty good that first year. And then the, the next summer, you know, 
you add a couple of kids here and there, everything starts clicking, starts gelling. We added another program. I started my daughter's 10U team at the time. Uh, one of my assistant coaches on the 10U had a 12-year-old daughter, so he started his that team. So we wound up having a, you know, an 04, an 06, and we had our and we had our 18U group at the time, which was really two players away from being a first-year 16s. They were young. You know, we had a kid named Lexi Lomax. I mentioned all that those talented players. Uh, she hadn't even touched high school yet, and she was our starting shortstop on an 18U team that had, you know, all those accolades at shortstop already. Yeah. And she wound up going to JMU and, and playing there for a year, and then she went to, to Hampton University once Mickey Dean let. Like, it was a lot of turnover there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, At one time, we had seven kids on, on JMU's roster. So we had some talented players come through. Mm-hmm. And then uh, fast forward, you know, three years from the first ever tryout we had, mm-hmm. July 23rd, 2014 was our first ever tryout. Well, we won... 18U gold nationals three years to the day uh, with Odyssey Alexander throwing a semifinal game and Alyssa Bildu, who's a four-year, really five-year starter at Jacksonville University, who's the graduate assistant at Clemson now, throwing the national championship game, throwing 70 miles an hour. So we had, and we had a stud uh, third pitcher, Mallory Ratcliffe, who went to Mount Olive, mm-hmm. you know, as a D2 school in North, North Carolina, just because she got overlooked. I mean, she, yeah. we, that team was loaded. And um, then it just, then that, then we just coached them up and we got a, we got a facility in, uh, that we called our own, called the Brick House. Mm-hmm. It was just an indoor facility, had about 6,000 square feet, had a couple cages in it, a couple turf, little, little turf area, had a little mm-hmm. office, little TV room, and then we mm-hmm. outgrew it. We were renting fields from the county, and then we outgrew it, and we, we signed a lease to the Virginia Sports Complex, which a lot of people know in Virginia. Uh, 40,000 square foot building. I mean, four fields. You know, I, so we signed I, I, a two-year I was, lease. I was there for that <clears throat> when, they, when they first built it, when it was kind of... Mm-hmm. It was open, but it wasn't finished. Like they were still building mm-hmm. it, but they were still renting some space. Oh, four oh five. Yeah. Yeah. Back uh-huh. then, I, I was come down there and do some stuff with uh, with the legends back in the day. That that was cool. Yeah. But yeah. so let's let's go. Let's. Let, I want to talk to you about something because like the reason why you know um, I'm intrigued, so intrigued by the Virginia Unity and teams like this. The combination of winning championship level championship mentality. Mm-hmm. And player development because that's not always that's, right. that's not always the case. Right? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you could win, but to be able to develop such individual players that are that can compete at a high level as individuals and hold mm-hmm. their own, sure. Yet come together and win because sometimes winning is just like it's it's, it's, it's coaching, it's smart yeah. coaching. You know, knowing how to push the buttons, knowing who to put where. You're not going to get out coached, so you, mm-hmm. if you can make the routine plays and get the first out of the inning, pitches work ahead, you're going to win. Like, that's mm-hmm. it, right? But mm-hmm. now, individual players going out and got, kind of, like, representing and, and, and getting on a high level and, and, and doing some stuff. What what happened? At the, what happened? In the, what, what really goes down in the brick house? Where, where you guys man, were able I, to, like, really... Because you had to do... Because you had to do some equity, development. Man. You had to do some sweat development. Equity. It's not like it's mm-hmm. that many kids falling off the trees, like, you know... Because there's so many teams sure. that are good in Virginia. So, what what does that look like? What is it? What is the player development? You don't got to give us all your secrets, but like, yeah, yeah. But, well, um, so a couple things is I try yeah. to brainwash them and they hate losing when they like winning. So it mm-hmm. starts right there. It's a mindset piece. Like I need you to hate losing. Like I need you to hate losing. Like that. It starts right there. Like you could be. Oh, I love the game and rainbows and butterflies. But at the end of the day, there is a winner and there is a loser every pitch. So I really try to brainwash my players into really hating losing, but doing the work to make sure that you don't lose. If that makes sense. Yep, sure so, so, so we kick. Uh, you know, we go back to fundamentals. I, you know, I played Division One baseball at Old Dominion. So I, you know, and I've been around some great coaches. But, but it, it, it's more than just me. I can tell you that there's a ton of good coaches. I mean, I, I mean, I can make an, a, a, a beginning pitcher be able to throw strikes, but I can't take a good pitcher and make them great or a great pitcher making a lead. I'm not that guy, mm-hmm. but hitting wise, you know, we, we had to have a philosophy and uh, you know, we tried to teach everybody something similar to what we do up and down the, the program. But, but it's so weird how it's changed so much. Like I found myself, you know, back in the day, it was kind of like, you know, I know you can't really see this, but that movement, that violin playing hand movement through the ball, mm-hmm. you know, down and create backspin. Now it's like, turn the barrel behind you and find the bottom of the ball and let it eat. So mm-hmm. we've had to change and, you know, we've, we've implemented, I know you're a big technology guy. I'm probably not even close to the technology guy you are, but we implemented some blast in our program. Our whole mm-hmm. program utilizes blast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, just to, we, we probably have not used it as much over the last probably six, eight, 10 months as we did when we first got it. Mm-hmm. But I think when we first got it, everybody was so bought in and we had, and then we had COVID and COVID created competition because we would have swing days and who got the most swings, who had greens across the board, whose connection score was the cleanest, whose, you know, Batsby was the strong, whatever the situation is. We had a little uh, organizational challenges. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we just, I, I love coaching. Like, I love teaching. Like, I'm a teacher by trade. Like, I, I sure, would it be great to go and find the best talent and put them on a, on a, on a team? That doesn't always work. Ask the Lakers. Like, it just doesn't work that way. Ask mm-hmm. the Yankees. You know, sometimes yeah. it doesn't work that way. You got you got the guys like Tampa Bay Rays who's bringing them up through the program. But but you're also got to realize you can't be that naive to think that you're going to take a 10-year team and run them all the way through and there's going to be no attrition. Yep. <laughs> it happens. The ninth kid's going to want to bat lead off eventually. Mm-hmm. You know, the number two pitcher is going to want to be the number one and get the ball in the championship games eventually. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just part of it. So you got to you got to stand fast. And these are our values. These are our cores. This is our core team that we really, really want to stay with. Mm-hmm. And then build around and find your pieces and grow some pieces internally. We don't eat within. We don't take kids off other teams in our organization. I don't like that model, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there's, a, if there's a kid that outgrows a team or or a team outgrows a kid then that's a different story we have that conversation but i'm not one to to eat from within i don't like that what's up everybody this is rob cruz and i'm gonna let you know how you can get 15 percent off any purchases you make at diamondkinetics.com whether it's the dk swing tracker for baseball or softball or the dk pitch tracker for baseball or softball you will get 15 percent off by using the promo code rob cruz that's R-O-B-C-R-E-W-S at checkout. Check out DiamondKinetics.com and get your 15% off today. All right, I, I like that. I like, it's, it's, I like, I like the fairness. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like the whole earn it mentality, the mm-hmm. fairness. And I love the mindset. I love the brainwash. I like that word brainwash. <laughs> I feel like, like, you know, we're battling for the minds of our athletes. It's a constant battle because a lot of them mm-hmm. are getting coddled everywhere else. Sure. Sometimes school is, is producing the mediocre mindset. So you get them and you're like, okay, now you're fighting for the mind of that, of that athlete. I'm, I'm dealing with that so much lately, even more than I have been in the past. that I'm like, I, I need you to know that you're better than you think you are. Like it's in there somewhere. Let's go get it's it. Good. You know? Let's go get it. So I, right. I, I'm, I'm loving it. Um, go ahead. And I like taking a and I like taking a kid that's maybe a little less talented that's a little bit more hungry. Like there's some kids that are just physically gifted that God said, "Hey, you're going to be six foot and you're going to run a two seven and you're going to mm. you're going to weigh 175 pounds." And I know a lot of Division one coaches, especially, are are seeking out that physical kid, mm-hmm. and they're missing out on some on some kids. Illusion. They're missing out on some kids that just. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, somebody tried to call in. They're missing out on some kids <laughs> that they that just not uh that maybe aren't as physical, but they're. They want it a little bit more, and they're going to be better softball players in the long run. For sure. yeah, it's, the, it's the heart piece. Like you, you got to be able to recruit. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to identify and recruit heart. Preach. Not easy. No. It's not. And, and I, some teams are better at identifying no. it. It's just, sometimes I'm like, how did nobody nobody recruited her? How did how did they know she was going to be what she is? Mm-hmm. And now she's first team All American or whatever, second team All American. I'm like, that was good. Russell was, Wilson. That was good. There's yeah. a whole lot of stories. I got a whole lot of stories. Let's show you this. Sure. There's a whole lot of stories. And then the kids who we thought would have been it just weren't it. Fell off. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Man. People change. You know, and you meet a kid in eighth grade, ninth grade, you love them. Then all of a sudden they go into 10th grade, 11th grade, and now they, they life happens to that to that mm-hmm. to that athlete. They become who they are really going to become anyway as a person. It doesn't always match up and align with the values of that of, the, of what it takes to be college, you know. And that happens all enter, the time. People say, "Oh, enter she's the transfer portal. She's dedicated. Yeah. She's dedicated. Trust me, but she's twelve. Let her grow up a little bit and let's see what she's gonna become." <laughs> that's right. It's easy, and that's why, like, people that yeah. have been through the process before, because they they know those. I mean, those are hard lessons to learn. Like, you know, here here's one thing that I think the organization did well mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, most people, they, like the great organizations, they probably started with that dad who had his daughter and ran her through, right? Yep. Ran her through, from 10U through. See, what we did was a little bit different is we started from the 18U and worked our way back down. 
Like I didn't have a daughter that I started at 10 and ran her through. And then that first group, like I didn't always want to be the way pavers with that, with the group that I knew was going to be the long-term success group. I wanted them to have somebody pave the way for them a little bit. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's just tough. So I think people that say, Hey, this kid's dedicated. They're probably on their first way up and never worked the way down. Mm. Mm, so I'm taking a look at where you're from. I, I, I took a peek at your Twitter again. Yeah. I, I don't even know if I realized that you guys were, it says Fredericksburg, uh, Fredericksburg. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So is that the same Fredericksburg with the Orioles that are down there? Yeah, uh, the, the double-A Nationals are here now. But they, wasn't, that, wasn't that the Orioles at one, at one time? The Frederick, no, Frederick it's, it's a brand new deal. So it wasn't, it wasn't the Frederick Keys then? That, that might Frederick, that's, that's Maryland. Frederick oh, Keys. Oh, that's Frederick, Maryland. That's Maryland. Okay. So I'm smack dab in the, rich, in the middle between Richmond and D.C., off 95. Gotcha. I'm like University of Mary Washington, Civil War stuff. Like this is where kind of all that crazy stuff went down back in the day. Okay, I got you. I see exactly. Potomac River. <laughs> yep, yep. Potomac River, right? I got it. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So in terms of, um, you know, developing the talent. Oh, this is what I got to talk to you about. So you guys had a merger with with, with, uh, with one of the Mojo teams, right? With I your boy, that, yeah. I, I know that. You know, I love Tommy Bain. That's my boy. And Ross, those guys yep. are my boys. And yep. they do a great job. And it was, so when I heard about the merger, I was like, holy, holy, <laughs> I was like, holy hell. This is going to be, yo, this is going to be great. <laughs> Man, it's gonna be crazy. Up, it's gonna be good. And, and I'm sorry, I was like, so tell me how that came tell me how that came about. And then tell me how how it actually worked out. So it has, yeah. it has, to, be, it has to be a story. There's gotta be a story. I wanna hear the story. Oh, it's great. Okay. So um have you ever talked to Tommy? You ain't getting a whole lot of words out of Tommy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so so Jay's the guy that, that kind of implements what Jay's values are and what Tommy's values are and puts it out there for other people. Yep. Like that's what he does. Yep. So you you want to talk about a year ago? Well, this weekend we're going to play in the Thunderbolts tournament. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually fly out tomorrow. We play Saturday, Sunday in, in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm -hmm. Brother, this is where it started last year. One year ago, Sunday afternoon, Jay calls me on the road. We had played them in the morning, and they actually beat us one nothing. But then they lost to the Thunderbolts Burns team, which is a powerhouse team. Mm -hmm. And then we beat the Thunder Thunderbolts Burns team eleven to three. We went 30 and three in the fall. So we had a really good team and Jay's like, Hey man, you know, let's put our teams together. I'm like, I'm not, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't let my, I can't do this. I love it. I love it. I was like, I can't do this. I was like, I can't do it. Like we just went 30 and three, you know, seven of these kids that are of the 12, I practice with two days a week. Mm -hmm. Like I got a heart equity in them. Like yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. this is my, these are my girls. I can't do yeah. it. Right. So he said, all right, well, let's let's keep the let's keep the conversation going. You know how it is. At the end of the day, all right, we'll talk later. Let's keep the conversation going. So then, you know, fast forward a couple of weeks, we, we go out to Arizona and we actually picked up the Jaden Hevener kid, who's the number one kid in the country in 2024. She's on that Thunderbolts team at the time. I know exactly who she so, <laughs> so we picked her up and we go out to Arizona because we only had 10 kids. So we go out to Arizona and we come in second in the tournament out of 55 teams. And everybody said, who's, who's this team? Like, what's going on? So come back again. Jay hits me up later in the week. Hey, man, great showing out in Arizona. I think we could have won it if we'd have had a couple more pieces together. You know, things like this. So I was like, man, I was like, bro, this is tough. I was like, this is tough. So, you know, we kept on talking. Mm -hmm. And then um, that first tournament that coaches were allowed to recruit, that Show yeah. Me the Money tournament in Newberry, mm -hmm. $10,000 to the winner. Brent Eads had just done an article about uh, – the, the top 14 new clubs in the country. They were ranked number one. We were ranked number eight. So, uh, and I, I I loved our team chemistry. We had really good chemistry on our team. Them, them girls were tight. They were really tight. And I was like, so they wind up going one and two or zero oh and two in bracket play and got eliminated. Now they didn't have some pieces. Addie Lenton wasn't pitching at the time. She was kind of injured, just got road hard in high school, the whole mm -hmm. four deal. And we lost in the final four uh, to the Demarini Aces. Um, and, you know, I was really upset because I felt like we had a good enough team. But we, when you go athlete for athlete across the field, because I tell my kids all the time, my shortstop versus their shortstop. My second base, number, I try to tell our kids to point out the competition on the other team. And that's your one-on-one. -on -one. There's your one-on-one -on -one match. I, I used to do that when I played. When I played yeah. baseball, I did that. Yeah, right. Their leadoff I did, man. I did I'm, too. I'm matching myself up. With, who's their leadoff man? I want to make sure exactly. I have more stolen bases. I want to make sure I'm on base more than that, that player. That's what, I, that's what I did. Holy smoke. Yeah. I, I didn't even really did that anymore. 
Yeah, so I'm sitting there. I tell my kids all the time, it's games within the games, right? Yeah. So I started looking around. I'm going, we don't have an athlete at that position that we need. We don't have an athlete at that position that we need. And when we lost and lost out, I mean, I don't know if Jay was watching the game on Game Changer or something, but he caught me in a weak moment. And he called me, like, on the way out. And I was like, let's do this. Let's let's come up with a plan. Screw it. Let's do it. But I'm not cutting any of my kids. I said, I'm not cutting my kids. I, I owe it to them. I'm not that guy. Like, I can't do it. So we finished up a couple, um, a couple of tournaments by ourselves. And then we decided, hey, let's do a couple team camps together. So we went to Virginia Tech and did a team camp. Just me, him, and then the Mojo Abernathy team. So then we went to Virginia, went to Virginia Tech in Tennessee and did team camps back to back days, the Monday, Tuesday after Atlanta Legacy. And uh, I dropped the news to my team on actually Sunday uh, of the Atlanta Legacy. I said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna merge with Mojo. They're gonna come to Unity." That was a big that was a big selling point too. I wasn't. I'm not, I, I mean, we have twenty something teams in our organization. I started this organization. I'm not going to Mojo. Like, if you wanna make this work, you gotta come to Unity, and because. I'm not, I mean, this is, this is like my fourth daughter. I mean, travel yeah, softball. I mean, this is, so, so that was a selling point there for a minute because we had to make sure that Unity's name was as strong as Mojo's name in the eyes of the college coaches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Odyssey just doing what she did because, you know, she put herself on the map this summer. She kind of helped us too. Everybody's like, oh, didn't you have Odyssey? I was like, yeah, we had it for a year, you know, type deal. But, you know, Odyssey was pre-made. We didn't, we didn't really develop Odyssey, but Odyssey helped us and we helped Odyssey in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when it finally came down to it, we were kicking around potential rosters for, you know, several weeks. And then he had some conversation with some kids on his team, like, hey, we're going to go, we're going to fold up our team. We're going to go with Unity to PGF Nationals. Uh, everybody's more than welcome to come. We're going to play the best nine come tournament play. But pool play, we'll try to get everybody in. You know, that. and then some kids decided they weren't going to go. And then one or two of my kids said that wasn't going to work for them either because it's an expensive trip. I get it. Mm-hmm. No hard feelings. So, we go out to California and, uh, you know, hey, it's it's Unity Johnson Ross. It's Unity Johnson Ross is what we're going to do. Okay. Well, we go one, one, and one in full play. We mm-hmm. scored a total of one run. We lost one, nothing, one, one, nothing, and tied zero, zero. Mm-hmm. It was bad. So, so we're like, oh my gosh, what did we do? Because all, all three, I mean, those three teams we played, our teams individually had beaten in the past over the, either that summer or the summer before mm-hmm. or the fall or whatever the situation is. So then we play the Ohio Hawks first round of bracket play. And we had just beat them 12 to three at Scenic City less than three weeks ago with just my team. Mm-hmm. Well, damn it, if we don't lose the first bracket game. Oh, snap. So we lose the first bracket game and we had a huge coming to Jesus. We had a big parent meeting, big player meeting. You don't like it, you can leave. You know, there's some drama on the sideline. like. <laughs> Kids ain't ever kids ain't never sat before, right? Parents ain't never sat before. These are two really good teams. Yeah. So then we don't want win 12 in a row and win the national championship. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I didn't so we that I didn't know that that's how it happened. That's exactly. So we went one, one, one in pool, lost our first bracket game, should have lost our second bracket game. We won in the bottom of the seventh. And then uh we had three ITB games. We beat SoCal Athletics and ITB. We beat Georgia. Oh, this is the best part. So on Saturday, you know, the winner's bracket, you got to beat that team twice. It crosses over, you got to beat them twice because mm-hmm. we're coming out of lose bracket. The first game we beat, George Impact Sampson, who's a good team, and they just yep. picked up that kid from Canada that can pitch it. Mm-hmm. So we wind up beating them in the first game. Second game, we're down one run. We got a runner on second in the bottom of the seventh, two outs. They're over there cheering. You know, every pitch is like edge of the seat. Like, is she going to pop up? Is she going to strike out? So, you know, Brett Sampson is a good buddy of mine. Well, Destiny Harris in the plate. She hits a ball in the gap in left center. It kind of gets hung up in the fence, and she is an athlete. Let me tell you, she's an athlete. She scores. The girl from first scores. We walk them off right there on the end, inside the park, probably a double with an error to win, the, to win that game. And then, I mean, that was, the, in my opinion, that was the national championship game. And then we played the great bets in the, in the championship game. We won 8 nothing. We had 19 kids get at bets in the championship game. So that's, and we had three pitchers throw. That's so now. That's so exciting. now, fast forward our fall. Like we had to, we had to. Obviously, we couldn't keep nineteen kids happy, twenty kids happy, because that's what we went to California with. We couldn't keep them happy. That's not fair to them. This is their last year before recruitment. 
-hmm. you know, that 24 class is, this is a big, this is a big year for them. So we had to let go of some kids that we had for a long time. I had to cut a kid, man. I ain't gonna lie. I was crying on the phone telling this kid, Hey, we ain't got a spot for you. And this is going to be better for you in the long run. You're going to get more playing time, blah, blah, blah. They had to cut a kid that they've had since nine years that won them a 10 year PGF championship. That's like a family member. Like, you know, like like a kid out of the family almost. Right. So, um, so we, we, we wind up getting our roster settled. We, we go to Tommy's house for a good, good three day workout, mm-hmm. you know, did some team bonding stuff. And this summer we are, we're crushing it. We're 22, two and two. Um, and we're getting everybody's best effort because who doesn't want to beat the national champions? You know what I'm saying? Who doesn't want to beat them? We're playing 2023s and we got eight 2024s and six 2025s. <laughs> so, you know, our 2025s, you know, you got Eddie Linton. Yeah. You Addie. got Brindley Bain. Mm-hmm. You got my daughter. You got mm-hmm. Emma Knight, who's a stud out of Texas. You got McCall mm-hmm. Sims, who's yeah. a stud out of West Tennessee. Yeah. And you got Hannah yeah. Tober, who's a stud out of. So our 25s are are really getting a lot of playing time. Mm-hmm. So you're talking of the six 25s. We're getting we're getting a lot of playing time out of those 25s. Mm-hmm. So our 24s are really doing their job too. Um, and uh, we're getting great pitching out. We picked up Jaden Hevener now and added her to our already talented team. She wasn't with us in California. Mm-hmm. And then we added the Emma Knight kid who went to California with her, with us, but uh, wasn't part of our either one of our original teams. And okay. so we're 14 strong right now. And mm-hmm. and um, you never know what's going to happen in the fall. We might add one, we might lose one. You never know how it goes. But but this has been insane. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tommy and I are buddies now. Like we actually can talk and have a conversation. I'm not trying to pull <laughs> them out. And to be honest, with you, you come up in our conversation several times because you know we're trying to mold two different philosophies, mm-hmm. like. You know, he's got he's got a lot of technology. He's got a lot of things at, at his place that, you know, some of those kids can use locally. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we we got what we got and we're trying to put it all together. I've kind of taken a little bit more of the on-field leadership role coaching. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he coaches third. I coach first. I call the pitches. We kind of co- collectively write the lineup and do, do some things like that. I, I, yeah, and I think just – What do they call it? Emotional intelligence. Uh huh. Being able to, I think, one connect to the to the to the young ladies, right? Connect with them, um, and really be and really having that ability to uh, get the mindset and the buy-in, and take your. Your, your IQ, your emotional IQ, your emotional intelligence and bring it to the table with Tommy's because those guys are smart by themselves. You were, you were smart by yourself. You add three, you know, you got three smart coaches, like real, I'm talking about really smart, but not just, you know, the game, but the emotional intelligence, getting the girls to trust you as a coach, mm-hmm. getting them to begin, being able to get them to make adjustments, um, the buy-in, um, how much is that of a factor is is the is buy-in when you decide you're going to take a player you know obviously talent you know is, is important but sure how much of the is buy-in and how important do, would you say the buy-in is and what, what are some of the things that you look for when a player has the ability to buy in and make an adjustment that you're asking them to make or, or make a, even 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 go, go further make a position change hey i know you play short your whole life but you know we're gonna try your third we're gonna try your center field you have a cat mm-hmm. You know, you know, you had that conversation. <laughs> We've had to have do you, that. Have you ever We've already had to try to, <laughs> We tried to put somebody behind the, We had an issue in Newberry. We had to put a kid behind the plate that really wasn't one of our catchers. Just, you know, we got we got two kids throwing close to 70 miles an hour. And, then, and we had to, we had, I mean, we had to teach, and we have a kid who probably has the best rise ball in the class that's not throwing 70 miles an hour. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've had several D1 coaches say, that kid's got D- Division One rise ball spin right now that she could compete in a, you know, power five conference right now. And then you got the two lefties with Addy and, and Jaden Hevener that are just, I mean, it's, it's sick. Like it's really Addie, sick. Addy is a horse, man. Right. So, a so, oh, so you want to talk about emotional buy-in. Yeah. How about those three? Yeah. They, you don't think those three want the ball every game, do you? Yeah. Um, right, every game. So, and, and, and they deserve to have it, but I also try to talk to them like, Hey, look, when college coaches see you now, they don't have to see you five games deep dragging, trying to get through the tournament. They can see you 10, 11, 12 innings deep in the tournament, and you still look like inning number one. So that I think, you know, when you get pitchers, you get pitchers' parents. And I love all three of them individually. They're all great. But pitchers' parents are a different breed. 
They are. So let's, you can really start right there and go, how did you get buy-in with three pitchers? But I think Addy being a little bit sore and injured in times in the past, being overused in the past. I think Lily busting on the scene. She was our number one. I mean, mm -hmm. she pitched, she started the PGF national champ. We won two national championships this summer. She started both games and her mm -hmm. name ain't Addy Lenton or Jaden Evener. Oh. So, uh, and then you got Jaden who was getting really kind of probably overused a little bit by the Thunderbolt. Maybe, I mean, I'm not trying to talk bad about him, but I'm sure the, she was getting the high inning, high stress, high pressured mm -hmm. innings that she doesn't have to carry all that over here. That's true. So then you go, you go around the infield mm -hmm. and uh, I think we kind of knew who the, who would the would be starters would be on our infield. We had a couple, you know, maybe some corners could have been a little bit different, but Essie white, who's a, Who's one of the who's their kid? And they mm -hmm. they'll tell you every year they try to get her out of shortstop and find somebody to replace her. Now she's probably one of the most talked about kids in the country. She's a Come, six footer left handed bat that plays shortstop. Yeah. She comes back every year. So better yeah, though too. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you're talking. Yeah. So yeah. you're talking about a kid who's grown ten inches, mm -hmm. who is a very humbled kid. Never heard her swear. Never heard her you know talk out of line by any of her teammates. Mm -hmm. And she's kind of the quiet leader that's getting all kinds of. I mean, you got you got people from the West Coast all over you got texas schools all over you got southeast schools all over you got you know you got people videotaping her that you're like whoa university of washington's videotaping essie right now this at bat like okay like That's just tough. things like that so and you're talking about a kid that they tried to move off of shortstop and we're like yo you're you're our shortstop <laughs> yeah you're getting it we, and we have four standout outfielders all of i mean i think the highest ranked kid is 13th in the country i mean the mm -hmm. highest mm -hmm. like as in the rest are inside the top 13. Mm -hmm. So you got, you know, my kid's 10. You got Destiny at 8. You got um, McCall's 13th. And you got Ramsey that's like 11. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got four kids in the outfield that, yo, I don't want to sit. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to sit. So, so, what, what, so. What, would you, what would you say the next level is for Virginia Unity? Did this, uh, as an organization and for this group in particular, if there is a next level? Like what, what would that what would, what, so, that, what would that look like? We're trying to grow in grow in the holes. Like I don't want to I don't want to be known as a one team franchise, one team organization. That's not what I want. I don't want you know I don't want all of your if Josh isn't coaching your team you're going to be average. That's not what I want. Mm -hmm. So we we got we kind of got lucky. Um, we have an 07 group that merged together down in Florida. Uh, there were the Florida one was the Florida Impact Meadows. Mm -hmm. And one or four, yeah, which is they beat they actually beat my team in Scenic City and put us out the tournament this summer. They're Ooh. good, they were good by themselves. And then they merged with Tennessee Mojo Spinagati, who's also down in Florida. They finished fifth in USA Nationals as a 07 group at 14 U this year as the first year. So we put them two together. So now we got our 06, that's kind of a merged national level team. You got them as an 07, that's a national level merged team. And then I'm actually coaching the 08 group as well, which is going to be a very high level team. You know, we got our pitching right there. They're going to be good. They beat the 14 um, U Iowa Premier National team, who was 40 and three two weeks ago in Scenic City, as a first year 08 team with an 09 on it. Wow. So they're going to be very special. And then obviously, um, filling filling below that, like I got a I got a six year old daughter, Rob. I got a six year old daughter that I'm trying to maybe one day hopefully. <laughs> You're gonna be doing yeah, this maybe forever. one day one day she plays and she already tells my oldest one all the time, I'm gonna be better than you. So this thing ain't going away. Like, you know, I, I don't need to have I don't need to have, you know, the firecracker model of having, you know, 263 teams. And that's their model, that's more power to them. But we make zero dollars as an organization. Like Josh Johnson makes zero dollars at Virginia Unity. I don't charge like I just we just don't. Like Tommy doesn't charge kids over there to work with them. It's just this is kind of just what we do. I love it. You know, I was single mom, five kids growing up. This game was given to me a little bit, but hey, the 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 unity the unity brand is going to be here here to stay. It's going to be we're going to compete against everybody we can compete against. We're drawing kids from organizations that we want to emulate, and now they're coming to us because they think we might be better. So I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about the future there for sure. I, I like the merger. That word, and I I, I don't think I even realized. I knew that organizations were merging. Uh huh. I knew that was happening um, because you see, you see a team, you see some teams disappear, and then you see another organization like this. All of a sudden, now they have forty teams. 
but the, all these teams were like evaporating almost. <laughs> so th th that's that would be like the yeah. that would be yeah. like the the organizational quote unquote merger. But you use the yep. word merger almost like corporate terms. And then I, 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 I got a corporate I got a corporate feel from you, like Sprint going to I don't know <laughs> next town yeah. and saying hey you know what let's do this but we're gonna call it Sprint just just so you know. And we're, yep. we're gonna figure out a way to make it work, and and mm -hmm. we're gonna try not to fire as many people as we can. Of course, we're gonna have to downsize a little bit, but we're gonna try yep. to keep what we can keep. And I think it's great for the game. I really do. Um, what happens in, in the spirit of it's a merger that's this is gonna be best for these girls, for their kids, the best period. thing for these kids. That's it. Not the best thing for us as grown men and women coaching them. You know what I'm I saying? Check your ego at the door. Yeah, you got to check your I don't, ego I don't feel that vibe. I don't feel that from you, and and, and that's why I'm, I'm like, I, lo I love it. You know, I'm 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 here for that. But I also want, I want to go back to one thing you said earlier about um, it was a hard decision for you with the 19 players, and I don't know how much time you got, but well, we're, 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 yeah, we're, we're fine. Done. Um, it was it, it, how difficult the decision was for you to have to let some kids go that you had spent so much time developing and had that relationship with them. Because I'm not finding- and They're having success. And here's the deal. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm just not finding that many people, people who I thought were really all about the kids. And people say, oh, it's about the kids. People say that, mm. you know, that, that, it sounds good. It really does sound good, but it's refreshing mm. to see that there are people who really believe that and are really doing and really living that those words because that does not happen a lot. You got people who got 20, 20, 20 on the roster. Then you go get on a plane and then three, four more show up as guest players. Surprise guest player that you've never <laughs> met and she's playing and you're not like a lot of that goes on. Yeah. You know, and, and I just don't think it's fair because you didn't tell them that up front. You know, what, you know what I'm saying, and and I'm not, and I'm not trying to. Sure. You know, make, I'm not, but I'm just saying that I. I'm not saying kids aren't gonna get happy. It was really, know, roles change. You roles can't change. keep everybody happy. Roles change. Yeah. But but I, but I also I I mean I go to my grave knowing that when I lay my head down tonight I can do it with the reason that I know I know my purpose I know what my drive is and I know what the, my my favorite day is not winning national championship my favorite day is signing day like so far what I've had but my also favorite day is when I see a kid do something they haven't done before. Like it's, I'm not trying to live through them, but I love living it with them. That's great. I love living it with them. That's great. So that's great, man. So what else? What else is going on? What, what, anything? Anything on your mind? You want? You want? You want to talk about or ask me or what? Or well, you know, I'm always trying to pick your brain about hitting whenever I get a chance. So whatever <laughs> you got some secret sauce you want to share, I'm all about it. I mean, I, but, I could, um, like, we, we could talk. We could talk. Um, yeah. Yeah. About what's going on, like in the yeah. lately, because you know it's it's crazy. Yeah. Every time I go down to to Tennessee to visit Tommy and the girls, right? It's 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 the it's the latest version of Rob Cruz, and I don't know if I'm at 9. I don't know where I'm at, but whatever 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 I'm bringing, it's like it may not be what it was last year, because I feel like I'm sure. always, I feel like every few months. I, I feel like I, I go I go to another level in terms of just knowing a better way to say that, having a better drill, or finding a better way to make it all make sense to the athletes, or finding mm -hmm. better ways to get them better faster. So yeah, we yeah we this is what we we believe as hitting coaches. We believe that if you do this and you do that and you do this, you're going to be really yeah. pretty consistent and hit the ball hard consistently, right? So yeah, but here's now, your non-negotiables. But, but, but yeah. now but now here's a faster way to get a kid who may be at level five to level eight. Instead of it taking six months, maybe it takes like two months now or a month or six weeks now instead because we're doing better drills that are that are kind of making the transition from Progress. training yeah. in front toss to the game faster. Like that, that's, that's, what it's, that's what, at this point, that's what it's about for me. Hitting hasn't really changed. It hasn't, it's changing, but it hasn't really changed. Cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you mm -hmm. this, like, when I learned how to teach hitting, um, 
it was it was straight biomechanics. I learned from I learned with a biomechanics foundation. Back when people didn't even believe that biomechanics was was like the truth back then. Like I'm talking like the late 90s. I'm talking about 98, 97, 98, 99. And people were like biomechanics, whatever, see it, hit it, or whatever. Right? So, but we we were learning. Right. Okay, here's how the body moves. We throw throwing, pitching, baseball pitching, the, the whole everything, right? So now, fast forward to 2021. Almost everything that's being that's being uh, verified by technology, sequencing, you know, uh, posture, ground force, ground force production, Depends, yeah, uh-huh. like all, all that stuff that we that we're saying now. I'm like, shit, it's the same thing, except they just call it something different. We we call it mm-hmm. flexing in the knees and body lean in. We call it hip hinge and forward bend. Okay, we, we said that '97 <laughs> when everybody said we were crazy, right? <laughs> so like. Yeah. No, it hasn't really changed. I think how we say it does. And obviously now that we can measure stuff, like a guy like me and you for a couple thousand bucks can measure it now. Whereas before you had to have twenty thirty thousand dollars on high speed cameras to measure. So only certain people can do it. Like Tom House can do that at University of Southern California. Yeah, come fly in, Tom House. Come fly in. You know, bring all these guys in, all the rotational athletes, and we got the high speed cameras. Now we got 4D motion in the palm of my hand. For a couple thousand bucks and now i'm getting the same information that they were getting for 40 50 grand with this with this with the with the suits on with the belt with the you know the you know the suits on with the little sensors the little sensors yeah, that's, yeah. that's how we had that's how it was done back then you know so i i, I i'm I, glad you know, i didn't have to go through that <laughs> i had to go through that and then you had to wait like six, you had to wait like two months for them to send you the data Oh my gosh! I mean, it was it now was we live in a, in a microwave Amazon society where we need to like need it, gotta have it, gotta have it, baby. So um, gotta have it. I mean, I guess I guess the biggest thing that I'm trying to figure out with with our particular team in general right now, our 16U team, mm-hmm. is watching kids having to overcome the pressure, either internally or externally, from the team. Like we put this together with the with the mindset of. We want these kids to have to grind against each other now to help them go to another level. And some kids have got there earlier, quicker. Like, you know, some kids are still like, man, if I don't get a hit right here, I'm not going to be in the lineup. Or I'm going to bat eighth instead of fifth. Or I'm going to bat, you know, ninth instead of leadoff. Like, and now I see some of these kids that aren't bringing their, you flip them front toss before the game and they're straight up murdering it and everything looks as clean as it could get. Then they freeze up in the game. So that because of because of the internal pressure and external pressure that they're getting from I'm sure parents are like, look, you need to you need to, you know, and, and me and Jay and Tom are like look, and Scott and Joe like, hey, you need to go. You need to go. You need to go. And then these kids are going, you know, so that's the battle right now mm-hmm. is the success you've had. We got we got some kids that are ranked really high in the country batting in the low 200s right now because of pressure that they're putting on themselves is what I see. Yeah. Like either be approach to what ball they're attacking or they're trying to attack every ball like it's an inside up and an in pitch that they can hammer over the fence. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably the, been the biggest, the biggest uh, hurdle for our team to kind of jump over right now is them themselves. So that's and, one and, thing. And, Have you ever got any words there? And and I, and I think and that that's a great, um, you know, that's a great. Uh, the, the fact that you that you 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 you've, you've seen that and you've identified that is great. And, I, and I'm saying I'm gonna tell you right now, it's prevalent. Not only is it prevalent at the youth level, it's prevalent. At, it's also prevalent at the collegiate level, and probably the major league yeah. baseball level. I'm thinking. I'm sure because it, it, it's those kids trying to get to the pros from the minors. Yeah, and I, I think it's a human thing, you know. And the, the the I think the best thing that we could hope for is like I want my kids to be like the zoo tiger. It's like do I, do I want these kids to be the zoo tiger or do I want them to be the wild tiger? You know, and a lot of that is remember, remember you got to be in, you're in partnership with that family. And a lot of that stuff is kitchen talk conversation, kitchen table conversation. It's mm-hmm. the conversation at the kitchen table. That car ride home. <laughs> that car ride home. That kitchen table talk. Yes. That's creating these assassins. Like, I want you guys to be assassins at, in that particular moment, in that particular instant. And how do I build mm-hmm. up that championship, that that killer, that killer mindset? How do I build that up? Um, you know, that's, you know, I, what I, so what, there's a couple of different ways. Like, one of the ways I like to do it is 
we'll help we'll help an athlete recreate because some kids are just they're just too nice some some people are like you got really good potential and abilities I, I don't like using the word potential but you have you have a lot of abilities but you are I'm trying to get this book down but you are mm -hmm. you are the doubt that you have and the fear that you have whether it's fear of failure with performance anxiety I'm not a sports psychologist but I'm I'm in. I have to know a little bit about sports psychology to be able to help my kids sure. overcome certain things that are that are mostly mental and mostly emotional, yeah. right? Yep. But I also know that the, that, that that the confidence and the assassin mentality is something that's reinforced. It's it's very very parental. It, it it started in your house when you were six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old. That's where it started. We're mm -hmm. seeing the manifestations of it at 13, 14, 15, 16. That's right. Now, in, in order to reverse that in order for us to be able to help to reverse that, it's gonna be a partnership between you and those parents because the self-talk has to be, has to be, the self-talk has to be positive, right? And so we, we do, I do exercises in the cage in between pitches on the players being able to be um, the master of their own self-talk. So you could have, you got, you got motivational self-talk, needs to be positive. You got instructional self-talk needs to be limited. I always say limited to two, three or four words, not big sentences. Can't be negative. So another when I say negative, I don't just mean negative meaning like it's negative, but I also mean like we don't start it off with the word don't. That's negative. If I say, mm -hmm. say don't drop your back shoulder or don't have a big stride, if they're telling themselves don't have something or don't do something, they're probably gonna do it. <laughs> like if I no tell doubt. you, hey, hey, don't hey, don't think about the don't think about the pink elephant. Don't think about the pink yeah. elephant. You're thinking about the pickup, like right? So, don't touch I, the fire. What are they going right, to do? Yeah, what are they going to do? Oh, oh, that's what right. hot is. That's that's what hot is. Yeah. Ah, that's, that's right. So, so we, we, I do that with them, and then if you're going to go a step further, and you have that time to do it as a team exercise, because we always say that the game is eighty percent mental. Everybody says, "Oh, the game is eighty percent mental. It's eighty percent mental." Yet we don't spend eighty percent of our time on it, and obviously we probably can't because then we wouldn't get the physical reps. But, but, <laughs> yeah, but we, sure. but but we can have a mental emotional component to the physical activity. Mm. We can do that, yeah. whether it's random, random versus block training. You know, there's all kinds of different things that we can do that modern psychologists, constraint-led approach, uh, CSL, different CSLs, um, CLAs, I mean. Um, we can do different things to make sure that there is a mental emotional component and that our drills have, uh, have the emotional context of an actual game within the drill like we can do that that's 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 it's, it's, it takes a little bit of creativity it takes a little mm -hmm. bit of organization as a coach in terms of here's how we're going to go about this particular drill because i want there to be some pressure i want there to be some competitive uh uh things going on i need i need some competitive anxiety i need some cognitive mm -hmm. load or some cognitive stress to happen in this particular exercise and drill so that's something that we could do as coaches but my the, the real key i think was helped me with some certain players that i've identified as having that same issue is um the the alter ego like if i can get them to create an alter ego for themselves and help them and hold them accountable to that alter ego so exercise would be everybody go home you're going to create an you're going to create an, an alter ego you're going to come back tomorrow or next week with your alter ego and that's going to be the person that you become in those situations you're not going to be who you are you're not going to be rob cruz you know you're going to be Iron Man or whatever it is, Tony Starks, whatever. It is. Like that for me, that, I'm just, mm -hmm. I, I'm Tony Starks now, let's go. I'm Iron Man. <laughs> right? that, that's my alter ego for that in this particular present moment if I needed an alter ego, right? And then that, whatever alter ego they create, it could be that somebody they make up, they could make up a name. And then that alter ego needs to have a backstory, a name, a height. It needs to look, how, how, how does that alter ego look? It, it needs to be kind of real to them. Because they need to be able to, it's almost like an actor or an actress getting into character yeah. prior to prior going onto the stage for the performance. Because mm -hmm. it's a performance. I get it. And not everybody has, not everybody's built like that. So they need different, That's good. you know, there's different things that people, a lot of kids need because they're not built to perform or because that's not just, this is not who they are, but their alter ego can do it. You know, Beyonce says, Beyonce has this alter ego. I forgot what she called it. Sasha, Sasha, Sasha something, Sasha Blue or something. Uh -huh. Sasha Fierce, Sasha Fierce. 
So Beyonce says it. She says it all the time. I, I can't go on stage. Beyonce Knowles can't get on stage, but Sasha Fierce can get on stage. And she she becomes Sasha Fierce in a show. Like that's just some of the things. That's, that's, I know this probably went on forever, but that's kind of what. No, you're right. You're you know, right. It's probably like Eminem in the movie Eight Mile. You know what I'm saying? He had to go somewhere different. He sure did. He sure, he sure brought it too. That last battle. Yeah. I go right when yeah. I watch that movie. I go right to that last battle. Where he, he said you know what, everything man, that he, he was gonna it. say. He said, "I'm gonna say uh, everything that he's gonna say about me. I'm gonna say it, so he, he can't say nothing." <laughs> exactly. But he exactly. went to that spot. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. I hear you, and that's something. I think your analogy of the the, the zoo tiger, cage tiger versus the wild tiger is spot on. Like, you're, yeah, you're a tiger, but are you a whip tiger or are you the king of the King of the deal. It's funny. I, I asked my kids. I, I, I know that's a line analogy, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, but you know what? You um I asked my kids the other night. I had like four or five kids in the room, and I said, Hey, look, think about the best athlete. So I said, I said, everybody, everybody, I said, everybody, everybody ask yourself the question. Are you and don't don't answer me, just in your head, answer it for yourself. Are you a zoo tiger or are you a wild tiger? So everybody's thinking, they came up with their answers. And then I said, now, I let some time pass. 10 minutes later, I go, okay, let's go back to that question. And I said to them, I said, think about your favorite athlete. And I had soccer players in the room. I had different different athletes were in the room that people that played other sports. I said, it could be a soccer player. It could be whatever. It could be whoever you want it to be. Think about your, 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 your favorite athlete in any sport and now ask yourself the question, is that person a zoo tiger or is that person a wild tiger? And every 100% of the girls were like, that person is, that person is definitely a wild tiger. And, and, but before I asked them that, I asked them to tell me what were they, and they, they all said they were, they were zoo tigers. Now I said, we need to get to the point where we can tap into wild tiger energy in the moment that it matters, or if I'm pitching in that moment that it matters, in that moment, what are you? Cause you don't have to walk around like a like a wild tiger all the time. That would just be like out of control, <laughs> roaring at everybody. Right. You lose, right? you'd lose friends. For exactly. Sure. You're not roaring at everybody, but you got to learn how to flip yeah. that switch. You got to learn how to flip that switch. And being able to flip that switch is like you go into a, you literally flip a switch, literally right. flip a right. switch, and you become the big bad wolf in that moment. And then when the moment's over, you can go back to being the nice person that you really are. And I think I think it's funny that you know when when you're talking about that I'm thinking Tiger Woods. You yeah. Know, think about when he's at his best, but the problem is is he can't cut off trying to be wild Tiger Tiger Woods. <laughs> he can't <laughs> cut it hey, off. Hey, a lot of football players can't cut it off. Right. Because right. the nature so the that, nature of I the sport is a violent. It's a and, and I, it's funny you said that because I, I I brought that up during that conversation. I said I don't want you guys to be like. A football, so you can't pick a football player, you can't pick a boxer, and you know, you can't pick anybody in combat sports, yeah, because those, those, <laughs> those sports are like barbaric in nature. No offense to football players, but it is it's a violent sport, yeah. and everybody can't Absolutely. shut that off when they leave the field, yeah. you can't shut that off, can't be Cam Newton, and, and, and that's <laughs> and that's a self preservation mechanism. I gotta be that way, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, yeah. I, I want to, um, so this is great, man, and um. I'm really, really glad that I was able to get you on. I, I try to get like the good, the good ones on my podcast that people don't really get to hear, that people don't want to get to hear from. And people want, I think people want to know what your story is. And I guarantee you, this is gonna. And I'm, I'm gonna keep you posted on like how many. Um, Please how do. Many, Let many, me know where I can how find. Many, how many people are streaming? I'll send you a link and everything like that. Please. But before you go, let us know if anybody wanted to find out a little bit more about Virginia Unity or even how they can follow you on social. Um, yeah, just let my listeners know real quick. It's just it's just easy. Virginia Unity Softball, you know, dot com. Mm -hmm. uh, Virginia spelled out. And then you know, if you need to get in contact with me directly, it's Virginia Unity Softball Gmail dot com. Pretty easy. Yeah, where you, you know you, you can find us all. We we well, we got several different ones. We got you know, if you if you just simply put in Unity, you're gonna pop up one of our multiple teams. You know, mm -hmm. I'm at I'm at Coach Josh, you know, Unity Coach Josh. So I'm I'm easy to find there. Mm -hmm. um, I don't do much with any of the other social media. It's more Facebook, mm -hmm. Twitter, website. Call me, email me. That's great, man. Whatever, whatever I can do to help anybody out, I'm all about it. That's great. I really, really appreciate you coming on. I will see you about in anytime. Vegas at the NFCA yes. convention. Oh, by the way, I want to let you know I'm gonna be mm -hmm. in the, um, I'm, I'm gonna be in the cage um, on two different days, 
uh, speaking for. I'm gonna be in the cage with you. Beside you, you're gonna think I'm on your shoulder. Let's go. I'm, I'm doing the, uh, the, um, the Spring Center stuff for Diamond Kinetics in the cage and talking, speaking twice. But I'm also mm -hmm. going to be at the 4D Motion booth. And I really want you to see the new... I have it, I have, do I have it right here. I got it up here. It's in the box over here. I, just, I, uh, I have the Absolutely. Um, 4D Motion Gen 4 uh, uh -huh. 3D Motion Capture Sensors. Yeah. I'm bringing Captain J. Ross with me. So we're going to have a good time. The game is... The game is the game is not over. Technology is still growing. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Well, that's that's, that's, okay. that's on my list. That's on my list, and I'm gonna try to get this daggone team a bat deal, baby. I want to get oh, us. We need to go. we need to figure that piece out. <laughs> These kids go. are too good. Let's go. Yep. So that's, All right, man. Take that's care. my two missions. All right. If I can help you in any way, I will. We'll, we'll talk. I appreciate you. Hey, have All a good right. one, man. If you ever need me, give me a holler. I will. We'll talk soon. Appreciate you. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye.